Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And since it is New Year's Eve as this podcast is coming out, although it might be coming to your ears in 2015, we nonetheless wanted to take a moment and look back over the past year because since we put out two podcasts a week, we covered a lot of territory. Yeah, to the point where when I went back and looked at the topics that we hit in, let's say, January, February, March of 2014, I almost forgot that it was the, the same year. Yeah. It almost felt like it was a lot longer ago. But I mean, we are so lucky to hear from our incredible listeners as far as the episodes that they loved and the topics that really resonated with them. And so we kind of wanted to take a minute to talk back at you guys. Because, you know, Kristen and I, we, we talk about ourselves a little bit sometimes in our episodes, but we really focus on the topic at hand. And so we wanted to take this opportunity to sort of fill you in on the episodes that meant something to us, whether they were our favorite to record, whether they were super fun, whether we learned a lot, or whether they were things that kind of scared us and upset us a little bit. So with that, I want to ask you, Kristen, what was your favorite episode or episodes that we hit in 2014? Well, I think the one that, that scared me the most, Caroline, was the curse of swearing women because I learned just how, how much women love profanity. And, and as a lady, <laughs> that is terrifying that we would even use such four letter words. How dare we? Like lady. No, that one wasn't scary at all. But that was an example of a really fun one for me <laughs> to research because uh, there are sometimes topics that are a little bit selfish mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know what? I, I just want to know more about this thing that I do all the time. And listeners might not know since we keep this <laughs> the language on our podcast as G-rated as possible, aside from when we cite Bitch Magazine and, well, have entire episodes about the history of the word bitch, which you should totally listen to if you haven't already. Um, but, you know, you and I, you and I use some salty language yeah. off, off mic sometimes. In our real lives. <laughs> yes. And that was a really fun one. And one that seemed to resonate a lot with our listeners as well, because I know that we are not alone in, you know, maybe having a penchant sometimes for the F word. And we're not talking about feminism in that case. <laughs> right. No. And I do remember recounting in that episode uh, about overhearing a woman saying that she did not let her daughter curse because it was not ladylike. And so, of course, that sent me into a spiral of uh, not rage, per se, but just like wanting to know more about the motivation behind that uh, that feeling. I really hope that you turned around and said, <laughs> WTF, did you just say, but actually using... You know, the full, the full acronym. Right. Um, that one was also interesting too, because we got into talking about cursing in the workplace mm-hmm. and how that ties into sort of gender dynamics in the workplace. And it is that whole transgressing the construct of being ladylike. Right. And how some bosses use it to, uh, to fit in, you know, I'm cool, I'm cool like you. <laughs> and how that's harder for women to do, mm-hmm. especially if they're bosses. So if you haven't listened to The Curse of Swearing Women, that's one that we did a little bit earlier in the year that might have bypassed newer listeners. So definitely give that one a listen. What was another 
episode from 2014 that you really loved, Caroline. Well, I mean, we have to mention the Notorious RBG episode because that was such a it it has been such a great moment in sort of uh, an intersection of of pop culture history and actual American history that is important. And memes. And memes to talk about uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how amazing she is. And that was a great opportunity to look at where she came from, how she's basically always been. You know, super amazing. Uh, girls got a lot of gumption, a lot of get up and go. And, uh, it was neat to see how it took one single court case for basically our generation and, and a little bit younger to finally latch on to how great of a, of an American resource Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. Well, and a nice moment too of, Really putting the spotlight, like you said, among women of our younger generation onto this older woman, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we spend a lot of time talking about the celebrities of our our age, of our generation, the mm-hmm. Beyonce's and Lena Dunham's and Taylor Swift's. <laughs> um, but I think it's really nice to take an opportunity as well to talk about, I mean, she's RBG obviously is a celebrity in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to talk about these, these other women who might not be making the covers of magazines, but should, but I mean, let's think about this though. How great would it be for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to come on stage with Beyonce in her robe and have the, you know, the Beyonce wind machine going? Yeah. And just the wind whipping through that robe and the chapeau. Yes. Is, you mean her jabot? Jabot. Well, she Chapeau's might be wearing a, a chapeau <laughs> with her jabot. Whatever it rhymes, it's all French. Anyway, I mean, a couple other ones that I just want to give shout outs to. Uh, loved our clitoracy episode. So fascinating. So empowering. Uh, Golden Girls was such a fun ride. We got so much amazing listener feedback from that. And then our whole Lady Explorer series that we did this past summer was so much fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun because when it comes to obviously the history of exploration, rarely do you hear about women because at the time that a lot of this exploration was happening, women would not have even been allowed to be on the ships that were sailing around trying to find the quote-unquote new world, which is a complete and total misnomer. Um, But it was really, really fascinating to learn about people like mountaineer Annie Smith Peck, who made waves by tossing off her skirts and wearing men's breeches because, hey, you can't climb mountains in really tight Victorian skirts and planning a votes for women sign at the top of uh, one of the mountains that she scaled, I believe, in Central America. Um, and then there was Harriet Chalmers Adams, who founded the Women's Geographical Society. I might be botching that name. And Jean Beret, mm-hmm. who was the first woman to circumnavigate the world, whom we're only learning about just now, like in the past few years, did people uncover this woman, this botanist? Although I guess she was more of like, what, what was it called? Like an herb woman? An herb woman. Yeah, kind of like a DIY botanist <laughs> who hopped on board the ship dressed like a man because yeah. she wouldn't have been allowed on a ship otherwise. Mm-hmm. And certainly not. Well, not on such a journey as that. Right. Not an actual fun exploratory journey. Yeah. And speaking of, though, these explorers, 
We got to give a shout out right now to the Stuff Mom Never Told You store that mm-hmm. is in existence over at stuffmomnevertoldyou.spreadshirt.com. And an illustrator and Stuff Mom Never Told You fan reached out to us after that Explorer series and said, I really enjoyed this and I would love to draw up some of these badass Explorer ladies. <clears throat> and Aaron Dreis did that. And we now have tote bags and coffee mugs and a whole series of stuff that you can get with some of these really incredible Explorer ladies on them. So you should absolutely go check that out at stuffmomnevertoldyou.spreadshirt.com. And shout out again to Aaron Dries for reaching out to us in the first place and drawing these awesome drawings. (laughs) I should be an art critic. Drawings. These drawings are well, awesome. <laughs> Next. Well, okay, this kind of ties into what we were just talking about. W- was there anything that going into the research, any episode going into the research that you were super excited about already? I mean, there are plenty of things that as we read, we're like, holy goodness. Holy goodness. Holy goodness. I'm keeping it G-rated. We do say that. Yes. (laughs) Holy goodness. That's a thing humans say. Uh, You know, as we get into it, we realize how fascinating something is. But is there anything that you were like, I am definitely pumped about reading about this? I was really pumped about, honestly, I mean, going back to the celebrity thing, I was really interested to read up for Beyonce's feminism mm-hmm. because on the, I, I love Beyonce's music and she's someone that I've followed since I was in my early teens and kind of su- have seen like her career evolution and her arrival to feminism and there had just been so much conversation and analysis like about her and her music and her image and her marriage and her motherhood and her feminism and. I, I was just honestly just curious to dive in more to that. Um, I was also really interested to read up on the history of catcalling and street harassment. Mm-hmm. That was one where I came out learning, uh, came out with information that I was not expecting to find in terms of the history of street harassment, of smashing the mashers, of the fact that police women really emerged due to women lobbying their municipal police forces to have women who could help them get from place to place in public spaces. Yeah, I was super pumped. I mean, you know, you mentioned uh, selfish motivations for certain episodes. Super excited to look into thyroids. Oh, yeah, that was a great health episode. Yeah. And it was one of those where I mean, if we're going to talk about things that are frustrating, too, I mean, It seems like any sort of women's health episode we do, we get all of these letters from women who were like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for talking about this. I was diagnosed with this or my mother was diagnosed with this and nobody knew anything about it. Or it took 10 years to get a diagnosis because the doctors wouldn't listen to me. And it just seems like every women's health issue that we talk about, it just it's it's echoes of the same sentiments about nobody would listen to me. Nobody understands why this is happening. And it's the same with endometriosis. It's the same with migraines, which we didn't talk about in 2014. But still, it's like the same theme with a lot of women's health issues. Yeah. Well, did you learn anything from that that particular episode in terms of researching thyroids that illuminated your your experience or 
Well, I mean, just reading more about um, the actual hormonal stuff that's involved. And I mean, because it, it's obviously like an endocrine system thing. And so it, it, it's great to learn more about that and educate myself about my own Hashimoto's disease diagnosis and anybody who was over at the blog uh, in earlier this month in December, saw my post about the terrible experience I had with uh, an endocrinologist. So that that happened. So anytime that I can actually educate myself. Well, I think that those <laughs> kinds of health topics, too, are also validating for mm-hmm. listeners. Um, there was a Stuff Mom Never Told You video over on our YouTube channel um, that got a lot of attention really fast. And I wasn't surprised that it did because it was five reasons sex hurts vagina edition. There is a penis edition as well, folks, because we think about penises, too. Um, but in it, I talked about um, vaginismus, which is something that we'll probably devote an episode to in 2015 listeners. So if, if you give a thumbs up to that, let us know. Um, and I heard from a woman who had experienced all the symptoms but never had terminology for it. She had been to gynecologist who essentially shamed her mm-hmm. and said, oh, you're just uptight. <laughs> and it was and she wrote in thanking me for that video because it put all of the pieces together. It gave her language around it and validated her experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was I was thrilled that she had even found it because I can't imagine experiencing that kind of pain and discomfort and going to your health care provider and just being shunned. Yeah. And I think that happens so often, not just when it comes to issues of the vagina, but women's health issues in particular, because we did an episode. I don't know that it was in 2014. They do start to all (laughs) just blend together. But we did do an episode on Issues and documented in medical literature of doctors sometimes not believing women because we're kind of just written off as, well, you just you're kind of making these symptoms up. Well, yeah, it was the same thing. The thyroid issue ties into the fibroid episode issues, too, about how so many of these conditions that are specific to women can present themselves they can really resemble something completely different. It can really look like PMS or it could really look like depression or whatever, or PMS and depression can play a role in whatever condition you have. It's, it's easy to see why it could be hard to spot some of these lady specific conditions, but then that almost makes it more frustrating about why, Oh, I don't know. A gynecologist wouldn't be more aware of something that women face. That's not that uncommon. Yeah. But I mean, the glass half full perspective is it does seem like in a lot of the topics, health topics we've talked about, at least the takeaway is usually we are starting to it's getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Doctors are starting to finally understand more about this. It's so it's so funny, you know, that women who've been around just as long as men that our health issues are finally getting figured out, maybe. Well, Caroline, not quite as long because uh, we were created <laughs> from Adam's rib. <laughs> so there is Sounds that. delicious. Um, but there were two must-listen episodes in my book that I also want to shout out to, which I was really interested to learn about, even though they were not the sunniest of topics. Um, and the first one 
is the Revenge Porn Wars, Mm -hmm. which was an episode that we did not intend to be timely. It was actually almost a a prophetic episode because revenge porn is terminology for, well, it's more specifically uh, an issue of ex-romantic partners stealing or just taking naked photos that women have sent them during the course of a relationship or even just during the course of hooking up and posting them on the Internet to shame them, to sexually shame them. And it's this huge problem. Um, and for one statistic that was terrifying, uh, in 2013, a survey found approximately 10% of ex-partners have threatened to post sexually explicit photos online, and about 60% of those threats became reality. And then, of course, all of this led up to the massive celebrity nude photo theft and leak. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's still... Obviously, they're, they're, the, the legalities surrounding all of it are still developing, but it's also the the slut-shaming involved in the response, even yeah. when it comes to the celebrity nude photos of, well, just stop taking pictures of your boobs. You don't want people to see it. But this, I, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is sexting and sexy photos, whether it is of uh, female bodies or male bodies, like that is just a part of our sexual communication in the 21st century. It's mm-hmm. not going to go away. Right. So th- that to me was a big one. And it's also the domestic violence 101 episode. Yeah, we got a ton of letters from women sharing their experiences of surviving domestic or intimate partner violence and uh, thanking us for covering it. Yeah, and also got requests for future episodes focusing in on specific aspects of domestic violence. Um, for instance, in 2015, we'll, we'll most likely do a podcast focusing in on stalking. Because mm-hmm. that was, I mean, since it was Domestic Violence 101, it was a, a broad brush presentation of domestic violence. And we didn't even have time to get really in depth on the different forms that it takes. And we heard from experts as well. Um, in the domestic violence field, shedding more light on things like uh, the financial abuse that takes place mm-hmm. of different ways that um, abusive partners will isolate people. And so th- that's definitely an issue where one podcast will never be enough. So right. that's going to be an ongoing conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and other episodes that tackled more serious topics and that definitely were a little bit upsetting were the street harassment and catcalling episode, for instance. Um, was very surprised personally that the episode on butts, fat bottom girls, was so upsetting to me. I, I don't know how our listeners felt, but when we talked about Sarky Bartman, uh, AKA hot and top Venus, her body parts being put in jars after her death to serve as something that people could gawk at. Um, basically just looking at the evolution of why we as a global culture seem to be so obsessed with people's rear ends. Well, because in, in tracing it back to that early fetishization of black women in particular, women of African origins, Behinds, which, mm-hmm. I mean, led, it wasn't just, you know, Sarky Bartman's body parts being put on display, but also while after she died, but while she was alive mm-hmm. being put on display. And, and she wasn't the only one. And, and just that extreme fetishization that you 
still see today. I mean, when uh, Kim Kardashian had her uh, the photo shoot for was it Paper Magazine, the cover where she shows her bear her bear behind and the whole like break the internet tag, it like brought that episode into focus yet again because there are all sorts of race and class dynamics that are tied into our modern day reobsession with usually a little bit lighter skinned butts. I mean you have Nicki Minaj's Anaconda video, but that is perceived in a different way as Kim Kardashian's uh paper magazine cover shoot and also um Instagram butt selfie queen Jen Seltzer's who got a spread in Vanity Fair. I mean it's just it was a more complicated issue than it really expected. Was. It really was. Well, I mean, speaking of things that are unexpected, were there any surprising things that jumped out to you, whether stats or facts over the course of 2014? One of the most surprising and exciting statistics I learned was about the clitoral complex. We can't talk enough about the clitoris <laughs> either. Once we did that clitoracy podcast, I think Caroline and I both in the studio and outside of the studio in our own personal lives have been preaching the gospel of uh, how incredible the clitoris is because it is composed of at least 18 functioning parts. What you see is merely the tip of the iceberg. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have an entire airplane neck pillow inside of us. And yeah, what you see, the glands is just, well, if if an airplane neck pillow came fully around your neck and then a tip stuck out, that's what that's what it is. I feel like people are are so confused right now. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be confused if they wouldn't listen what, to the amazing episode. What's inside of you is actually memory foam. <laughs> and it No, Kristen, it's inflatable. It, Come on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um I think one of the things that absolutely shocked me was from our cankles and ankles episode. The fact that so many women are spending upwards of four to six thousand dollars to get liposuction on their ankles and that once you do shell out that much money, your uh your recovery time is almost a year long. Yeah. And that what I also didn't realize going into that episode was that, hey, your ankle shape, whether it's like super skinny and bony or whether it's nice and stocky, it has everything to do with genetics and just the way that your bones and muscles are shaped and structured. By the way, I really like the description. Nice and stocky. Nice and stocky. Nice and stocky. Gosh, um, there, one thing that we love on stuff mom never told you that I think our, our, our diehard listeners probably know is a good academic study title mm-hmm. because I think one of the most delightful parts of my job is playing the, is there an academic study about this game? Because uh-huh. the answer is usually yes. Yeah. So can I share a, a few of the very best study titles? Please. That I found. So I think the, the episode that, that took the cheesecake in the, is there an academic study title on this game was Golden Girls mm-hmm. because I was so surprised to find not one, but multiple studies on the Golden Girls. So here we go. In the Journal of Pop Culture, we have Golden Girls, feminine archetypal patterns of the complete woman. There's also from the Journal of American Popular Culture, 
The Golden Girls share signature stories, narratives of aging, identity, and communal desire. And then finally, there is, and then finally, there was an entire thesis we found from Boston College called Sitcoms in a League of Their Own, a critical analysis of situational feminism in the Golden Girls and Sex in the City. And that one might be the best because not only do they get the TV titles in there, there's also a movie reference. <laughs> this thesis has it all. Yeah, I was, I, I mean, the Golden Girls, it's such a layered, such a layered issue, Kristen. Yes, you've it is got a layered cheesecake. You've got feminism and gender. You have, you have uh, age, race and class and age, sexual orientation. So much. And cheesecake. And condoms, condoms, condoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, some of my favorite study titles were Of Ponies and Men. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic and the Brony Fandom. Bronies was a fun episode, too. That was a fun episode. We got a lot of letters from moms thanking us for that one. And some bronies. And some bronies. Uh, Let's see. The Dark Prince and Dream Women, Walt Disney and Mid-20th Century American Feminism. Ooh, that was a fan favorite as well on uh, female animators in classic Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, breasts, buttocks, and the camel hump from our, our fat bottom girls episode. Uh, real men don't eat vegetable quiche, masculinity, and the justification of meat consumption from our episode about vegetarianism. Caroline, I'm so glad that you recalled that study title because I think that one might be my favorite <laughs> from 2014. Real men don't eat quiche. That sounds like a strange self-help book, too. It does. It does. And then the last one that I, I wrote down was Intolerance of Sexy Peers, Intrasexual Competition Among Women. And we cited that in our Lady Lawyer Dress Code episode. Oh, we heard a lot from people on that one as well. And yeah. not just lawyers, but just women dealing with workplace dress code, in quotes, issues as well. It was interesting to see, like, I mean, Krista and I definitely have, obviously, a unique perspective when you guys send us letters because we're looking at not only the private letters and emails and Facebook messages that you send us, but we're looking at the stuff that's on our main Facebook page as well. And when we posted the link to that Lady Lawyer dress code episode, basically saying, you know, what should lady lawyers wear? Are there rules? Are there restrictions? A lot of the feedback on the actual link itself was like, oh, they should wear whatever they want. Who cares? But the letters that we received after people started listening to the episode, it was an incredible division because so many women were like, oh, thank you. This crazy making thing that I have to deal with about policing myself constantly about what I wear and making sure I please the judge and please my peers. And I have to walk a very fine line as far as not being too masculine, but not being too feminine, not being too brightly colored, but not being too drab in what I wear. It was just really interesting to see that so many women not just in the law field, but in so many other fields, are struggling with how to present themselves in a way that they will be taken seriously. Which is why I wish and have wished for a long time that coveralls (laughs) and jumpsuits were easier to just pull off. Because you just zip it up and go. That's right. Well, would they be would they be brightly colored or were they would they be like if you want, <laughs> you know, beige washes me out. So I'd probably need to wear a color. I am a winter. I've had my colors done, <laughs> Caroline. So I'd need more of a jewel tone. Well, I already have a bright yellow jumpsuit from when I was April O'Neil a couple of years ago for Halloween. Bring it to the office. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can happily spill coffee on myself all morning. It won't be an issue. There you go. Uh, we also, though, need to give some shout outs and thank yous to our 
incredible roster of guests that we have had on the podcast. I think 2014 was probably more uh, guest-tastic than the podcast has ever been. And that's something we want to continue into 2015 as well, because we started off the year with local music journalist Christina Lee coming by to talk about women in hip-hop, which was really, really popular as well. That generated a lot of feedback. Yeah, and um, more recently we've had Jen Dahl talking about weddings. We've had Kate Sweeney talking about gender and mourning. And one interview that was especially meaningful for me since I've been a fan of hers for so long now was getting to talk to Jane Pratt, who was delightful. Um, she's the founder of Sassy Magazine, Jane Magazine, and is now at the helm of Exo Jane. And she had some really great insights on girls then and now and feminism. And we also talked to Anne Helen Peterson, uh, who, who has written a bunch across the internet. I think she's now full-time writer at BuzzFeed, and you should absolutely follow her on Twitter. Uh, we talked to Sarah Martin not too long ago from Bell and Sebastian. Mm-hmm. She gets the uh, Best Guest Accent <laughs> Award. And we also, of course, talked to Lori Tharps about our for our black hair episode. Again, got a lot of feedback about that. That, in combination with our curly hair episode, got a lot of women writing in saying, thank you for talking about my hair. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, hair is, I mean, any time we talk about hair, whether it is on our heads or at any place on our bodies, Women have a lot to say yeah. about it. And we also did the manscaping episode earlier this year, too, mm-hmm. which generated a lot of feedback because, haha, guess what, guys? You're being sold similar lies about body hair. Right. Because companies are like, hmm, how can we make more money? Well, insecurity sells. Right, exactly. So shave your back hair. Um, and then finally, we had Jessica Lamb Shapiro on to talk about her memoir, Promised Land, which focuses around uh, the self-help industry. And that was a great conversation, too. So thank you so much to our guests that we've had on for enriching the podcast and sharing their expertise with us. And if you have suggestions for stuff mom never told you guests who would be great to talk about all things women, gender, pop cultural history, science, we would love your suggestions. You can email us, momstuff at howstuffworks.com, or you can just tweet us at momstuffpodcast. And Caroline, is it time, speaking of our email address, to maybe read a few listener letters before we close things out? I believe it is, Kristen. Before we button up 2014 and go drink some champagne? That's right. I already have a bottle of champagne. That's what's in my coffee mug right now. Oh, that explains, that explains <laughs> so much. So much. Well, before Kristen and I get into reading full-length letters that discussed episodes from 2014 that they loved, I wanted to read some snippets of letters from women who just kind of love Sminty, and and we love you back. So first I wanted to read something from Rachel, who said, this was in response to the vaping podcast specifically, but she said, thanks for the great podcast. I've been listening for years. I realized while I was walking to class the other day that your show was an integral part of the formation of my identity as a feminist. So I wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you, Rachel. And I've got one here from Nari. 
She writes, thanks so much for your excellent work, ladies. Your podcasts have helped shape who I am and what I prioritize as a musician and a voice and piano teacher. I spend most of my time working one-on-one with teenage and young adult ladies, and I make sure that they all learn how to stand up for themselves without apologizing, how to deal with feelings of anxiety and doubt, and how to recognize their own self-values. Love you, ladies. And love to you, Nuri. That's that's really that warms my heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so so we just want to thank everybody for sending us very kind words over the course of 2014. Um, and now I have a full length email from Elizabeth, who actually, uh, Kristen, we have become a teaching tool. Yeah, every now and then we hear from teachers, whether they're in high school or at the college level, who sometimes use our podcasts in class, which makes us feel especially fancy. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth is one of those people. Yeah. So Elizabeth is a graduate student in the Department of Sociology at UGA. Go dogs. Uh, she says she just recently discovered our podcast and has been binge listening to episodes. She says, I wanted to get in touch with you because I'm teaching a class called Gender and Work next semester, and I'm planning to assign your podcasts to my students, pairing them with specific academic readings on topics such as the wage gap, understanding gender versus sex, men and masculinity in particular occupations like firefighting, military and the law, among many other topics. She goes on to list a bunch of things that the class covers, including paid and unpaid labor, are working moms happier, getting your body back, fitness expectations after childbirth, motivations to work out. Uh, she says, basically, your podcast is just a great fit into the material we're covering in this course. She says, I wanted to thank you for your awesome work in making these complex and difficult topics more accessible with smart commentary and honest reactions and discussions without sacrificing an emphasis on existing research and statistics while always citing your sources, A+. I want to especially thank you for remaining, well, mostly, neutral while you talk about these important topics, which allows me to assign this podcast to students who might just shut down in reaction to a more joking vibe. Sometimes, ahem, myself included, gender inequality feels so overwhelming that a primary reaction is to, one, assume that everybody already knows all these stats, and two, mock people who think it's all made up. I get it. But a lot of these students from rural Georgia really have never thought about these issues before at all. And being able to present this information to them at a time when they're open to hearing it before they start the careers is vital and actually having them understand and be aware of these difficult issues. I cannot overemphasize how important it is to keep presenting information on gender inequality in the workplace. And what better people to convince than future lawyers, police officers, politicians and policymakers of America? Okay, end of rant. But I just wanted to thank y'all for doing such great work and let you know we'll be using your podcast in our class. And Elizabeth goes on to tell us a couple of the episodes she's uh, using in class. And I'll just read a couple of them. She is presenting her students with what's the difference between gender and sex? Is there a gender wage gap? Firefighting women are working moms happier. Women in engineering and the military fight for women in combat, just to name a few. And thank you so much, Elizabeth. That sounds like a class I wish I could have taken in college. Kristen, we're taking it right now. That's right. It's (laughs) continuing education. (laughs) And finally, to close things off, Caroline, what better note to end on than clitoracy? 
Because really, can we talk about clitorises enough? Answer, no. And this is coming from Catherine, who wrote, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you for your recent podcast on the clitoris. Not only did it reveal a very interesting history about this much neglected by science body part, it taught me something I never knew, that the clitoris is more than just the glands. I am genuinely shocked I never knew this before. I am 22 years old and always thought I was pretty knowledgeable about my lovely lady parts. I thought I understood orgasms and what was going on inside me. Nope. I can't believe this was never mentioned to me in sex education at school and never appeared during my many teenage Internet searches about issues I felt too awkward to discuss with my mother. This might sound ridiculous, but after I finished listening to the podcast and looking at the ultrasound of the internal structures, I felt really proud of my clitoris and its wonderful complexities of neck pillows and wishbone (laughs) shapes. How did I never know this? Is it just me who never knew? And if I hadn't listened to the podcast, would I ever have found out? Thank you for all you do. And here's hoping widespread clitoracy is established soon. And to answer your questions, Catherine, no, it wasn't (laughs) just you who never knew. Because Caroline and I did not know. Definitely did not know the full extent of how awesome that particular body part is. Yeah. So, indeed, here's to Clitoracy for All in 2015. And uh, speaking, though, going back to Elizabeth's letter about uh, classrooms and school and all of that, if you ever are interested in Caroline and me talking to your classroom or your group, we have been known to do live appearances. So if you're interested in something like that, uh, is speaking engagement, you can contact us at momstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also head over to our website, stuffmomnevertoldyou.com and click on the about link at the top of the homepage and that will give you all the information as well for getting in touch with us. So speaking of getting in touch, we love hearing from you. Obviously, we love your suggestions. We want to know what you want to hear about in 2015 and also what mattered to you in 2014. Let us know. Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com again is our email address and for links to all of our social media as well as all of our blogs, videos and podcasts with our sources so you can learn more more as well head on over to stuff mom never told you.com and happy new years everybody happy new year for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com 